Badges? We ain't got no badges. We're back, baby. The beach belongs to us again. No more badges post Labor Day here in the New Jersey, Delaware Bay region. And to quote the line from the treasure of Sierra Madre, we don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badge. I'm Jim Hutchinson. It's Thursday, September 8th, and yeah, it's post Labor Day. No badges. The beaches are open, but I'll tell you what, it's still hot. I mean, it is 90 degrees middle of the week, and it's just absolutely the best time to be here at the Jersey Shore. So if you're running these beaches in a four by four, well, yes, then you're gonna need a permit. You're gonna need a badge. You're gonna need that vehicle permit. And most of the beaches aren't open to vehicular traffic for a little bit of time. And a lot of these towns have a limited supply. So make sure you make those phone calls wherever you like to fish during the fall season because they will run out of permits. But we are post Labor Day. The typical crowds are gone middle of the week here and nobody's here. And it's just absolutely beautiful. I've seen a little bit of bait popping up here and there. And pretty soon we're gonna be back to walking and, and running and gunning these beaches um, in search of whatever swims by. So often here, in the New Jersey Delaware Bay edition, I'm sharing photos of young Ellie and, and, and young Pedro Ildefonso. Well, look at that. You know where they get that passion for fishing whenever they possibly can? Dad Keith, who shared this photo of Fluke in the surf. Yeah, Pedro caught one too, but it's time to give dad a little bit of uh, love here. But yeah, summer flounder fluke, it's a great time to be fishing on these open beaches in these sloughs, especially closer to the, to the inlets as these fish make their way out of the back bay. So if you have a little bay boat or a skiff or a center console and your back bay fluking has literally fallen off the cliff, I guess that's not literal, proverbial, fallen off the cliff. Well, if that's happened to you, keep the boat tied up, get yourself a light tackle outfit, a tray full of jig heads, and be sure to bring the gulp and fish bites because this is the place where you want to find some of those summer flounder. Also in the mix, of course, as we've been talking about for quite a while, a lot of cocktail blues, one to three to five pounds up and down the Jersey Shore. They're popping up here and there. And as more of that bait continues to funnel down along these beaches, you're gonna see more of that. And of course, some of the other fish in line, plenty of bonita right in here along the shoreline, all right? They will take those slim waves, those, those, those deadly dicks, and the exo jigs and the epoxy jigs. Some false albacore now popping up along this stretch uh, of the Jersey Shore at this point as well. In fact, I heard from Pete uh, from uh, Pete over at Charlie's Bait and Tackle in Normandy at the end of last week, he said Bill Martin, AKA Philly Billy from the shop, he found the blues, bonita, and false albies right there along the beach. He actually lost three bonita. He had five bl blues up to five pounds and this line despooler. Great stuff, make sure you Take a look for them this season. If you haven't chased these albies on the beach over the next few weeks, especially mornings, we, we hope to see some of those schools of false albacore popping up here and there. Water's still nice and warm this month. You don't need the wait waders. You can come out in your shorts and a t-shirt and have at it. You don't have to, the best thing is, you don't have to wear the waders and run back and forth between pockets of blow-ups. Actually, one of the things that I would advise is if you see the fish blow up in one pocket, go there and if they move, stay. A lot of times they'll cycle back. But yeah, those marauding schools, uh, visible signs, turns wheeling and diving. The false albacore, of course, will blow up at points along the bait. Maybe it's happening behind me, I have no idea. But even blind casting will get you into a couple of those inshore pelagics. Now by boat, 
plenty of run and gun options beginning at this point for the second week in a row. Century's Rob Crossley let me know that these Albies continue to make big pushes into the schools of rain bait in Ocean County waters, a great sign. Again, pick up the September edition of the Fisherman Magazine, New Jersey, Delaware Bay edition. It's on newsstands now, it's in your Wawa, your favorite tackle shop, but there are some loaded articles, great articles in there, fall surf tips, including an article on page 30 of the glossy on fishing metal jigs by boat and by beach. On page 26, inside the local New Jersey, Delaware Bay edition, you'll find Nick Konicheski offering a glimpse inside his plug selection for now all the way through the end of the fall run. In fact, Alan Riley has a cool article too. I believe he's 80 years old now. Uh, he's got sage advice from the senior surfcaster. If you see Alan at any stretch, any point, any time, any day now, up along Albi Alley in Sandy Hook, there's a good sign that those speedsters are on the move. Now along the jetties, the bridges, I'd remind you that Sheep's Head are still in the mix, especially below Barnegat, down through Atlantic and Cape May County, all the way to Delaware, along the beaches there. This video sent to me this week from Ryan Sullick at South Jersey Yak Fishing. Ryan took a break from pedaling to fish on, a, on his buddy Pat's boat. Ryan said, quote, we didn't have any sort of game plan. This was kind of a scouting mission putting that tsunami slim wave and pen reel to the test there. It's a stellar fishery, the sheep's head fishery that has blossomed in New Jersey over the past decade. Well worth your own scouting mission throughout Another the region, one. wherever you may have some structure in the back, some rubble, uh, old pilings or bridges where you can drop a crab jig tipped with a greenie fiddler or sand crab. Ryan, well, he nabbed his personal best, a 10 pounder on this mission, eclipsed a short time later by a 27 and a half incher that tapped the scale down to the 14.4 pound mark, measured, weighed, and released to spawn, feed, and fight another day. Ryan said, quote, it's funny, you know, sometimes the best trips are the ones with no plan and low expectations. Yeah, Ryan, that's exactly the way I start each one of my fishing trips. Of course, along many of those same rocks, those jetties, you will find tog. Some have been producing better than others. Uh, in Barnegat, South Jetty has been producing. Absecan Inlet along the Atlantic side, Atlantic City side especially producing. We found out word from Avalon Hodgepodge, their final report ever. God bless you, Dave and Tammy, we're gonna miss you. But they said, according to Anthony Califano, our South Jersey field editor, that the 8th Street Jetty was on fire over the Labor Day weekend. Can you see the sweat pouring down my face? I'm on fire here along the beaches. Paul Marzala, he's been seeing some Spanish mackerel leaping out of the water off of Monmouth County, just outside of casting range. Well, that changed. Usually sees them just outside of casting range at sunrise, but that changed this week when he had one fall for a spoon. He said he's caught them before on the metals and the epoxy or the exo jigs as well. But he said anything shiny and or colorful will work. If you're looking for something shiny and colorful to put your butt on to cruise out to the offshore grounds, come see us in Lakewood, the Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore Blue Claws Stadium, September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. It's the Jersey Shore Boat Sail and Expo.
You belong on the water. Adventure begins at the Jersey Shore Boat Sale and Expo, September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at the Shoretown Ballpark in Lakewood, home of the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. For tickets and more, visit jerseyboatexpo.com. Now, I mentioned the fluking opportunities here along our beaches. Of course, we are also in prime time for working those reefs, wrecks, and snags, especially in deeper water. Mako Maddie tells me Delaware Bay is hot, 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 just like Buster Poindexter and me. He said this, he and the Stein boys, Donnie and Eric, fished three and a half hours south of Fortescue last week on the outgoing tide east of the 19 in the ditch had their limit of flatties. Of course, you've got that special limit down there along the Delaware Bay, but we all have until September 27th here in New Jersey. Out front, the folks on the Jamaica 2 right out of, uh, of uh, Manasquan Inlet here, they called it Short Bite Tuesday. Plenty of fish, but a lot of fish were lost. Still a few limits, and they said Kevin Mills jumped to the top of the September monthly pool with a seven pound, five ounce rug. Good sign there. Up on Raritan Bay, Ambrose out front in the deep off Sandy Hook. And yes, like I said, on the Sandy Hook beaches as well, where all that water is passing in and out of the Raritan Bay to the ocean on every tidal cycle. The tackle box reported a jumbo fluke for theme, um, Thief Tran. Uh, over the Labor Day weekend. Sorry if I min mispronounced that, but that's a jumbo from the beach. Certainly a good one. I saw there was like a 14 or 15 pounder up in Long Island in Matt Broderick's report last week. Good stuff. And as I said at the beginning of the report, beaches are open and that means there's no cost to enter these beaches. Same with Sandy Hook. It's open now. You just have to be out of there by dusk. That's when the beaches, they send you off unless you have the fishing permit. Now that's gonna be available, the fall fishing permit for Sandy Hook to fish into dark as of September 15th, that's next week. So make sure you mark it in your calendar if you want that fishing permit to stop by the offices up there in Sandy Hook. Now I said it, New Jersey's fluke season, it ends on September 27th, so there's still time to score. But I see no more fluke tournaments on our horizon. Nothing in the calendar of events for the rest of 2023, which is a good sign that we are approaching that closing bell. So while the fluke tournaments at the Jersey Shore may, may be over, the surf season is here, it's underway. And in the September edition of the Fisherman Magazine, you will find a full rundown of all the September of events, September events in our calendar of events, like the three-month Riptide Striped Bass Derby. That's kicking off today, Thursday the 8th, in Brigantine. Might have kicked off yesterday. Stop by and see Andy at Riptide, but the festivities are on all the way into December. This weekend, September 8th through the 10th, the 54th annual surf fishing tournament at North Wildwood. Uh, that's a $20 registration at the gazebo. That's at 3rd and JFK Boulevard. For details, you can call 609-522-2955. You've also got the, uh, for, I believe it might be the first ASAC event of the fall, the 60th annual HW Shaner tournament this Saturday in Avalon. Contact Linda Greaves at 609-214-0939. Or 
If you prefer, you've got the kids at home. Join the Jersey Bassmaster himself out at Newtown, uh, Newton, Newton Lake on Saturday for the Ike Foundation Youth Tournament Trail. Mike Iconelli's Ike Foundation. He's created this tournament trail to specifically target those young ones ages 8 to 13 and 14 to 18. You can get all the details that you need at the ikefoundation.org. One season long tournament that continues through November is the Fisherman Magazine's Dream Boat Fishing Challenge, a members only tournament for our fishermen subscribers. And after a busy Labor Day weekend, I would imagine we've got a few updates to the leaderboard since last week. Let's go back to the studio with Tim Smith to check in more on the Dream Boat leaderboard. Just one fish hit the board this week, but it was significant. Norman Bouchard of Marston Mills, Mass, sent a sea bass in via snail mail that will net him at the very least the monthly prize for August. Norm's 4.15 pounder is the only sea bass entered so far in the 2023 and it couldn't have come at a better time. For his efforts, he will win the Tsunami Shield reel coupled with a Tsunami Armatech rod and a Dextreme fillet knife from Dexter Outdoors. Our top three remain unchanged. Bobby Cifarelli still holds first place with 24 points. Eddie Terrabile remains in second place with 18 points. And Kyle Krause maintains his third place position with 16 points. The Dream Boat Fishing Challenge is the fisherman's subscriber-only multi-species fishing competition with a chance to win a 21-foot Steigocraft center console powered by a Yamaha along with many other great prizes. Visit thefisherman.com to subscribe and get all the details so you can be part of the action. Now out here on these inshore grounds around the pots, reefs, and high flyers, some chicken mahi can be found. To get the larger ones, you just want to go farther. The farther you travel from the coast, the bigger the dolphin fish you're going to find. Now, in his offshore report posted this week at thefisherman.com, wildman Tom P said things improved significantly into the weekend, and he said it's expected the tuna tracks will be full and running this week. That said, let's do keep an eye on the weather. Things do look good for the rest of this week and into this weekend. Uh, if you're looking for mahi, yellowfin, big eye, or even swords like this one, a photo by Cameron, uh, uh, sent to me by Cameron Welsh on Monday morning. Um, my buddy in the neighborhood, Ryan, has been slipping out quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we had some mahi ceviche for the Labor Day weekend, and the weekend before, fresh bluefin on the grill from out here on those squid grounds, the seaside lump area. I will tell you that the word I got on the street was that the commercial squid season opened up on August 1st this year. So if you're out there looking for squid and you think, wow, geez, all these squid have disappeared, there's your answer. Now, from the Hudson to the Baltimore, all indications are for the rest of this week into Sunday should be productive based on the midweek forecast from NOAA Fisheries. Three to four is pretty much. Though it does appear that seas will be building sometime into Sunday night, probably for all of next week as well. That brings us to our word of caution over the next seven days. Tropical Storm Lee is making its way northwest uh, from just east of the Caribbean islands at this point. It is be expected to become a major hurricane into this weekend or early, early next week with winds, uh, according to some of the experts, approaching 150 miles an hour. Now, it's too early in the game to predict where, how, and what Lee does, but I don't like some of its potential tracks. Again, 
just a word of caution. Uh, we will know a lot more about Lee by the weekend and into early next week, but it's something to keep in the back of all of our heads uh, coming into the middle of next week and into next weekend. Finally this week, my buddy George took the week off. Go catch him, George. But you subscribers do have full access to this week's digital edition of the Fisherman Magazine. Username and password gets you in there. You get all the articles that are behind that paywall. And of course, JB Casper's complete 100% full freshwater report for this weekend. So yeah, membership does have its advantages. Speaking of this week's particular edition, my thanks to Bob Birdsall of LBI for contributing this week's guest editor's log and an open letter authored, to, authored by Bob and addressed to New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, and it's all about legacies. Quote, I imagine you, Governor Murphy, would like to read something like, he was a leader in the environmental movement to reduce climate change and place New Jersey in the forefront of that movement. That would be something to be proud of if it were true, but sadly, it's not. Even Orsted's own environmental impact statement says the wind farms will have little to no effect on global warming. Don't let that be your, gov your legacy, Governor. Do something about it now. Of course, the big announcement from the industrial wind developers at Orsted, a major stock loss as the Danish company announces that unless they can, quote, access even more tax credits from the federal government, they're going to take their big old wind-killing balls and go home to Denmark. A tax credit or subsidy, but that's just another way of saying to the American taxpayer, give me more of your money. Subsidy, it's like mitigate, it's even like, well, rehabilitate. To me, it's just a made up word. A politician's word, so that young fellas like yourself can wear a suit and a tie and have a job. Another windy headline this week out of Rhode Island as the entire Rhode Island Fishermen's Advisory Board quit en masse on Friday to protest the 84 turbine sunrise wind project, calling fishermen's participation in the planning of industrial wind little more than quote unquote political theater. Now Richard Hittinger, he tried to do the right thing by way of the Rhode Island Saltwater, uh, Saltwater Anglers Association. He participated in this supposed open and transparent process, but he calls this, upon his resignation, a one-sided push by developers that ensures that environmental considerations will continue to be ignored. Hittinger said of this entire process, quote, it's effectively a rubber stamp on the political desires of Washington, D.C. I'm sure that's just the beginning, and we're now only starting to scratch the surface and peel the first few layers of onion back. But as soon as we hear more, I'm gonna to continue to report on this, not just for whales, but on the future environmental impacts to recreational fishermen that could come from the industrialization of our offshore waters. Now, I'll be at the Fishhawks tonight, Thursday, the 8th, 7.30 p.m., Cindy Ziff is giving her presentation on industrial offshore wind from the clean ocean action perspective. First, I'll be in Galloway Township at the meeting of the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council in Galloway, 5 p.m. I'll keep you posted on what transpires in both of those meetings. I'll update you next week. It's hotter than blue blazes. Summer is not over. The beaches are free. 
and it's time to scout out some of these waters. The one thing that I love to do at this time of year, if you've got some tins and jig heads, you can come out here at low tide and figure out some of the stretches where you fished last spring or last fall. At low tide, you can see where some of the sloughs and the cuts and the holes are. That's what you should be focusing on in September. Rig yourself up for some of these speedsters, get on them, catch them up, and I'll see you again next week from my air-conditioned office right here at thefisherman.com.